Uh, hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corbin Heller. And we're coming at you later than usual. It's, uh, it's 5.30 here on the East Coast on Sunday, November 15th. Um, football is in full swing as the uh, Week 10 games are underway. And I have been spared because my Jets are not playing, and Corwin has his team winning. So I'd say for both of us, it's a pretty good week so far. Yeah, it was a pretty damn good weekend to close out a pretty mediocre Yep, we also got the chance to see each other in person for one of the final times of the 2020 calendar year. And we played some golf, and boy howdy, are we not good. Yeah, we're not great. But that's okay. We're not here to talk about our personal performance. We're here to criticize other people's performances. So, Corwin, are you ready to revisit our MLB bold predictions and talk about how we did? Why, yes. Yes, I am. All right. Um, I guess let's start with the awards. What's the first award you have? Ooh, I have MVP. All right. Let's start there, then. Um. For American League MVP, actually, do you, uh, why don't you start? Yeah, sure. So in the American League, I have Giancarlo Stanton, and in the National League, I have Big Boy Bryce Harper. Okay, in the American League, I had fellow Yankee Aaron Judge, and for the NL, I had Muka Betts. And uh, in reality, neither <coughs> Corwin nor I got this right. Um, the actual winner in the American League is such a long shot, I still can't believe he actually won it. For no bad reason, just wasn't expecting it. Um, Jose Abreu, and in the National League, is the perennial-seeming top-five finisher, Freddie Freeman, uh, his first time taking the award. So, um, for reference, uh, in the American League, Giancarlo Stanton did not receive any votes. Aaron Judge, I don't think he received any votes either. So Corn and I didn't even finish top 20 <laughs> with those picks, which is fine. Uh, in the National League, Corwin, your pick was who? Bryce again? Harper. Bryce Harper, who did not receive any MVP votes. And I had Muka Spets, and he finished second. So uh, neither of us did too hot on that one. Um, I don't. No. I still. I still don't hate our picks, though. No, not at all. Yeah, they still seem relatively reasonable. Um, did, yeah, they were both things that were potential at different points during the season. Um, and it's it's something where neither of these guys, you know, none of the guys that we picked. So, I'll take it. Who would you have voted for for MVP? Oh man, because um, I am not I sure. Voted, I, I probably would have had Freeman and um, Shane Bieber. You'd have gone Bieber. Yep. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. Uh, he had a hell of a season. I think he finished. Actually, I just closed the tab, but I think he finished like third or some shit like that. Fourth. He finished fourth, um, which is pretty damn good. Um, yeah. I don't know who I would have picked. There's a lot of great options. Abreu. I, I, that's, that's the thing, though. I think everybody in the American League pool all did some things really well, but not everything really well. You know? Like, it's easy for me to be Yankee boy and say DJ LeMahieu because he had, like, a super high batting average and a super high on base percentage. And, you know, he had, like, a really nice year. But... At the same time, you know, like, you look at Jose Abreu with um, all those home runs. Look at Luke Voigt with all his home runs. Tim Anderson's still there at a premium position with uh, uh, really great hitting numbers this year. Everyone was just doing so much good shit in, in certain sectors, but no, like, runaway candidate, which explains a lot of Jose Abreu. Plus, he's a great dude, so easy to vote for. Um, Completely agree. So, yeah, I don't know how it would have gone for with the American League. National League. I probably still would have voted for Mookie Betts, honestly. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, uh, what do you have next on your list? 
Next on my list, I have Cy Young. Ah, in the right. National League, I went with Jacob DeGrom, a safe bet. And in the American League, I went with Shane Bieber, the actual winner of the AL Cy Young. Well, go ahead and spoil all the fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, I had in the American League, Garrett Cole, and in the National League, I went Buck Wild and picked uh, Mike Soroka. So the actual winners were Shane Bieber uh, in the American League and Trevor Bauer in the National League. Um, Josh's pick, Garrett Cole, finished fourth. So in the top five, but Corbin picked the winner. Um, and in the National League, Jacob deGrom finished third. Um, and Mike Soroka did not place. So points to Corwin um, on both fronts. Excellent picks, good buddy. Um, yeah, you, not the Shane Bieber pick. So not a surprise. Uh, sorry, the Shane Bieber win, I should say, not pick. Um, I mean, he just had far and away the best season. It was. It, it's not even close. Uh, mm-hmm. And reflected in the voting, he got all 31st place votes. Uh, there was more of a horse race between um, Bauer, Darvish, and DeGrom in the National League. So who would you have picked amongst the three? Uh, I'd have to bring up all of their individual stats. Um, I know Darvish was my vote um, partial, like halfway through the season when we did our updates. Um Man, it's really hard to say. I, I mean, looking at Bauer's stats specifically, I, I can't disagree with that in any capacity. So, uh, I guess I'd stick with Bauer uh, at the end of the season. Ah, yeah, they're a little better, uh, depending on what you what you value. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. That's I wasn't the upset really with any of them. I. Uh... Oh, well, that's for sure. They, all three of them had really, really great seasons, no matter how you want to slice and dice it. They, they were, by you know, the three real standouts. Um, I probably would have voted for Darvish only because I like him more than Bauer. <laughs> but that's, that's it. I don't like Trevor Bauer as a person. So, yeah, I'd probably go Darvish for petty reasons, but Bauer probably deserved it based on merit if we're going by stupid things like that. Um. All right, what do you got next? I have Rookie of the Year. All right, and who do you got for the uh, Rookie of the Year award? The Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year award. American League, I went with Kyle Lewis of the Mariners. And in the National League, I went with Dustin May of the Dodgers. All right, well... Uh, the American League, sir, treated you well. Kyle Lewis did end up winning it. My pick was Luis Robert, who finished second. So Corwin and I did an excellent job predicting this one. Uh, but points to Corwin for taking it, of course. Uh, in the National League, you said you picked who again? Dustin May? Yes. I had also Ooh. picked Dustin May. Yep. Um, he did place fifth. Um, so he, he definitely got some votes there. But the, the runaway winner... Um, with 63% of the vote share, was Devin Williams of Milwaukee, the pitcher. Um, and you know what? Good for fucking you, Devin. Proud of you, buddy. Seems yeah, like his season was pretty damn spectacular. A 0.33 ERA. I don't know how you beat that. That's yeah, I, I mean, and, and it's like 27 innings, is it the world? No, but... It's a lot to only allow what I think was literally one earned run. So, yeah. Good fucking job, man. Like, Amen to that. Yeah. And it was a uh, Up next, I have uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I had Shohai Otane and Andrew McCutcheon in the American and National League, respectively. I think I got either of these right. I don't see a comeback player of the year award here. Hmm. I don't think we made that up. Uh, what comeback player of the year? No, it's probably a thing somewhere. Yeah. Um, MLB comeback player of the year 2020. Okay, so then other people were looking for it. Oh, okay. So, wait, is that real? No, that's from like two, three weeks ago. Hmm. What? 
Who are you? <laughs> Who are we? When are we? Are we? What is now? Yeah, is this from September? So that's not that's not nothing. Is this a real award or did we make this up? Yeah, Corwin, I think we might have made this award up. Are we sure? I I, I don't see it anywhere. MLB comeback player of the year. Let's do 2019 if someone and anyone won there. Yeah, Hunter Pence won it last year. Major League Baseball Comeback Player of the Year Award presented by Viagra. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Hunter uh, Pence is Viagra. End of the year. No, those are picks, not actual winners. Yeah, no, they, they, they've had it every year since 2005. But I don't see one for this year. So maybe they didn't do one this year? Because last year it was Josh Donaldson and Car- Carlos Carrasco. The year before that was David Price and Johnny Venters. Before that. Mike Mustakas and Greg Holland. Before that, Priscilla Anthony Rendon. Before that, Prince Fielder Matt Harvey. Like I can keep going. Like I have a list here on Baseball Reference of who won the Comeback Player of the Year award. I, but I do not see one for 2020. So I'm just going to assume they didn't do it this year. There's a there's a Player Choice Award Comeback Player of the Year. What is this? Nickelodeon? I don't know. Carlos Carrasco won it for the American League. And that's 2019. Daniel Bard won it for the Rockies. Uh, I say I let's let's just move on because this is getting complicated. That is fine by me. Um, for reference, I had Giancarlo Stanton and Jamison Tyone. Um, I don't think Jamison Tyone played this year, so that's not a good pick. <laughs> um, I actually don't know the answer to that. Uh, I don't think so, though. Yeah. So that is no good. Um, He did not play this year. So, yeah. Bad pick, Josh. Shame on you. I also just looked that up as we were talking. Yeah. Oops. All right. Then uh, let's move on. What else you got? Awards-wise. Next up on the list, I have... Well, final on the list is Manager of the Year. All right. Who you got? I had Rick Renteria with the White Sox in the American League and Dave Roberts in the National League with the Dodgers. Right on. Um, I had uh, Dusty Baker in the American League for um, the Hoosie, what's it? The uh, fucking Astros. And I had, um, I also had Dave Roberts for the um, American League. Sorry, for the National League. God damn it, Josh. I'm trying to pull up the voting while I'm doing this, and it's proving apparently <laughs> clicking buttons while navigating. Um, Frown upon is a real is a real challenge for me. Uh, yeah, so in in reality, uh, our, our people didn't win that award. Um, Rick Renteria came in second, so Corbin was very close on that front. Dusty Baker came in sixth, so Josh was not as close on that front. Um, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays ultimately won the award um, for the National League. Dave Roberts, both Corwin and my own pick, did not finish in the top 10, which is really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don Mattingly ended up ultimately winning the award for Miami, which was super cool. Very happy for Don. Yeah, uh, I can't be too upset that, you know, the guy with the best team going into the season ended up having the best team during the season met expectations and didn't win award for being, you know, the best guy. Like, oh, he improved his team so much. Even though that was my pick, because I figured that was going to be a shoe-in to be up there, I am not upset that, you know, it ended up going to the Don. Yeah, seriously. Don Mattingly has had a real nice career renaissance in Miami. Um and actually, I guess uh, this this is a good enough time to also give a shout out to the Miami Marlins for hiring um, Kim Ng uh, as yeah. their new GM. She will now be the first female GM in not just baseball, but any of the four major American men's league sports in uh, the U.S. All of of, of baseball, football, hockey, uh, and basketball. None of them have had um, a female GM before, and. Kim Ng is the first. 
And Tabuchi she is also Asian American. I think she is the first Asian American GM in baseball. Yes. And that's some pretty cool shit. Yeah, that's a that's phenomenal. That's you know everything you would hope for in you know the progress that is uh, that is made. Um, you know, inside baseball, you know, we talked about it all year about how they need to do better in you know multiple aspects of inclusion and you know supporting players and everything involved with that. So uh, I'm definitely happy to see them, uh, you know, make these kind of changes. Yeah, I I don't want to give any credit to Rob Manfred on this because if he really wanted something like this to happen to push teams to to look at candidates who are certainly qualified but have often been overlooked for issues, not issues, but for reasons or attributes such as gender or, or race, um, then that could have happened. Like, then Kim Ng would have been hired a decade ago. Like, Kim Ng has been in baseball for 30 years and has been an assistant GM for the last 22 of them. She is a very qualified person. Um, it is. It speaks much more, I think, to one, Kim Ng's just fierce tenacity to you know constantly be pursuing um, the job that she wanted. And I think you know you'd hope she she knew at some point she would she would get she would earn. Because um, at that point, I mean, she could have gone and fucking done anything. You were assistant GM. She's, she's got several World Series rings. Um, like, she could have done whatever the fuck she wanted. How many uh, do you have? Zero, buddy. I also uh, have zero, so... Maybe if I went to replica ring night... Uh, successful. Yeah, she, 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 she really could have been like, man, fuck this baseball noise. I'm gonna go, you know, work in venture capital or some bullshit and probably would have done just fine and instead decided to stick it out in baseball and wait until uh or, or continue to show that she was deserving of a, of a spot and kudos to Derek fucking Jeter of all people um yeah. for for ultimately you know actually taking a candidate with her credentials seriously and giving her this opportunity and it is so great to see because we were just shitting on the White Sox last week um mm-hmm. because of their immensely bullshit and immoral and um tone deaf hiring of Tony LaRussa and it, it is such a breath of fresh air to have the exact opposite conversation this week um surrounding what is a really been a been a really fun story in baseball um ever since they're full bottoming out with the Miami Marlins um getting young players turning themselves around pretty quickly um changing to their uniforms or something better being bought by Derek Jeter, like keeping Don Maddenly around for that veteran voice, and this is this is this is now like a, this is has been a pretty easy team to root for in the, in the past two or three years, and they're only making it easier on themselves. And I think they are going to have such a great hire in Kim Ng, and she's going to play such a really great role in really helping this franchise take its next step. And uh, you know, seeing a woman be in that role and seeing a person of color be in the GM role. I really can't be um, overstated how important it is. Uh, not to lessen the importance, but do you think Derek Jeter gave her a gift basket when she got hired? <laughs> uh, I... Yeah? Do you think it's the same gift basket that he gives out to the rest of the um, ladies in his life? Uh, no, because this one's Marlins themed. Hmm, touche. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just so nice to see. Um, <laughs> proud of you, Kim. Proud of you. Uh, anyway, proud of you, Kim. But I said it second, so I guess it means less. All right. The only other thing I have then is World Series champ. Uh, Who did you put? As well, I had the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, good for you. I had the Yankees. They didn't even make it to the show. So good on you, Corwin. Yep, ended up uh, getting third in my baseball pool. Missed out on a good chunk of money and the chance to host a baseball party. But at the end of the day, close but no cigar. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, and thermonuclear destruction, I think. That doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well, so... Yeah, but it's still fun. All right, all right. So shall we, shall we? 
Should we navigate our way to our actual bull predictions? Yes. All right. Uh, you Can I just went... say before we dig into it, looking back over my predictions, I'm, I feel like I mentioned this when we first did this, and again when we um, did the updates. I'm so disappointed with my predictions this year. My goodness. Oh, because they weren't bold? They just were not bold. They were just boring, too. I am very unhappy with these. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, well, let's get started. I'll, I'll go yeah. first, because I think you went first with our football ones a couple weeks ago. So I'll go I first. I also have an extra one, so it would be good. Actually, it doesn't fucking matter. Go ahead. Yeah, it really doesn't. All right, so my first bull prediction was that the Padres win the NL West. And that did not happen. They finished six games back. However, the Do- the Padres did finish with the second best record in the entire National League, which means that if they were in any division other than the West, they would have won the division, which really says a lot. Yeah. So it's even a, though you know the Dodgers still exist, but you know, yeah. So like even though in in the the strict text of this prediction, I am wrong. I'm still taking half credit because the Padres took a colossal step forward in an albeit shortened season, but still to finish as high as they did, as well as they did. I mean, my God, that's something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Power to you, Josh. You take whatever credit you want to take on that one. I'm taking full. I'm taking half credit. I'm taking full. I'm taking half credit. I like that. All right, my prediction: Matt Chapman and the consecutive Latin buff didn't quite win. Gonna be um, that went to uh, the guy that he's been at odds with for winning the platinum glove every year, um, Nolan Arenado. Uh, this is his fourth straight platinum glove in the national actually excuse me i was mistaken nolan arenado won his fourth straight in the national league in the american league where matt chapman plays if of the city royals right right it did yeah weird and he's retiring this year so what a career what a way to end his career yeah good for you buddy good for him Good for us. We got to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to Gordo. Appreciate the time. <laughs> um, oh, right. My next one was the Baltimore Orioles finish above 400. Um, the Baltimore Orioles this season ended up fourth. Holy shit, I'm going to blown up with baseball notifications <laughs> because I haven't opened this app in forever. Jesus Christ, what there's so many. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so the Orioles um, finished fourth in the division just over Boston to avoid being last in their division, and they finished with a 417 win percent. So, Ooh. Josh takes this one um, full credit in what was a bold prediction, and instead is now truth. Yeah. By the scan. Um, also, pretty build coming out as gut wrenchingly awful as we all expect them to be every year. Yeah, they are slowly inching their way towards relatively acceptable baseball. <laughs> uh, all right, my second bold prediction the Pittsburgh Pirates straight away their best player in exchange for parking vouchers, finished last in the MLB with less than 20 wins, and will try and start beef with Amir Garrett again, only to be embarrassed. Again, Josh, if you have the MLB app open, how many wins did the Pittsburgh Pirates? Are we trying to make you feel sad today? Um, The Pirates finished with 19 wins, the only team to not crack 20. Oof. Oof. Oof, You cut out a little bit, so I didn't hear what you said, but 19 games, I'll take that. That That is so bad. Yeah. Um, what can I say? It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are not quite good at baseball. I don't think they're getting better anytime soon. No, no. They are determined at proving that they can be long, bad for very long stretches of time. Um, yeah. Do you think they finished dead last in the MLB 
again next season. Stay tuned for our next round of bold predictions at the start of the 2021 season to no, find out. See, that is in no way bold. Uh, well, no, because I don't think that they will. Um, the Pirates are starting to bring up a young crop of players. Um, who did they just? Who's their, their their breakout guy? Was that Keandre Miller? Uh, Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes. Sorry, wrong K E name. Um, as we all know from listening to this podcast, Josh terrible with names. Um, <laughs> so Cabrian Hayes was awesome. Um, they've got a few other dudes I think that are supposed to that are due up to. Do to start coming up the pipeline this this upcoming next couple of seasons. So while I don't think they're going to be good by any stretch of the imagination, um, having Jamison Tyone actually back this upcoming season just to avoid pitching fifth, whoever the fuck was pitching fifth, having a full season of Cabrian Hayes actually doing some cool shit. Like, I would mm-hmm. expect them to improve a little bit and for some team like the Rangers to get inexorably worse. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. It, predicting who's going to be the worst is always hard because so many teams show you that they have the potential to be terrible, but that you might not see it at first. They they surprise you with how shit they are. I don't think there's any way that the Pirates finish next season with a 317 win percentage. I think mathematically that will, or not even mathematically, but just probability-wise that would be impossible, if not highly improbable. But I do think they will continue to be the worst MLB team. Well, they're not going to make you feel good about them, that's for sure. Um, No, no, they won't. All right. My next bull prediction was that some batter will hit over 350. Not only did some batter hit over 350, two batters hit over 350. DJ LeMahieu hit 364 over the course of this season. And Juan Soto hit over 350. Um, our only two qualified batters to do it, but two people did actually do it. And boom, there you go. I'm proud of that. That's a that's a fairly bold prediction, but it was fun, and we got to watch it happen. And I'm I'm super excited by it. Yeah. By the fact that you know players were good this year. There's, there was something to watch out for this year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my bold prediction, uh, my third, a player will be suspended for the entirety of the remainder of the season for breaking MLB's social distancing and safety rules. I thought midway through this was going to be a lock because of how wild it was getting. Yeah, it seemed like a shoe-in. But no individual player was suspended for those actions. Um, Mike Clevenger and, oh God, who was it? Um, uh, Zach Plesak? Yes, Zach Plesak. Um, were suspended for a intermediate amount of time. Uh, but it was not quite the remainder of the season. They did both come back and pitch. So, unfortunately, I cannot claim this. Well, I guess actually, fortunately, you can't claim this, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, as much as I would even want to say, fuck it, like, let them suffer. No, like, I don't want anyone getting sick or getting suspended. So I am thankful no one did anything that stupid. Yeah, true. All right. Um, my next one is that some batter will hit. 20 home runs and one guy actually did yeah. Luke Voigt hit 22 uh, Jose Abreu was dangerously close with 19 but only one batter actually crossed the 20 home run threshold he was another Yankee and Josh got this one right as well so of my I am three for four so far um, crushing these bull predictions <laughs> yeah bitch yeah, I, I was really, really, really hoping Fernando Tatis would be able to pull out the home run crown, but unfortunately not. It was a fun fucking race, though. Especially oh, with like Jose Ramirez coming up at, in the back half of the season to tie it up for fourth. Ozuna having a killer season over there in Atlanta. It was it was a fun fucking year for for the home run race. 
If only you didn't have that cold streak. Number four, multiple teams will need to forfeit a series due to players testing positive and will end up playing less than 60 games. This was something that came true before we even reached the midway point updates, um, and it remained true uh, throughout. So that's a win for Corwin, my first correct bold prediction. What, wait, what was it again? Multiple teams will need to forfeit a series ah. due to players testing positive and will end up playing less than 60 games. Yep, 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 yep. We got plenty of that this year. Um, all right. This one was bold. My, my next one was that uh, some pitcher gets over 150 strikeouts, and boy, howdy, did it look like that might actually have happened um, at a certain point throughout the year. Shane Bieber was on pace for a while there. Uh, I remember during our midseason updates, he was literally like right fucking there. Um, he ended up finishing with 122, which is 28 shy of the 150 mark. So I do not get this, but man, it was it was really uh, a fucking watch there at the end. It was it was fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he had two more starts, that would have been it. No need to you know get into it. But man, that was that was a great season. That was just such a fun, wild season uh, by Bieber, um, and I'm glad we were able to watch it. True. Um, Let's see, my fifth, Giancarlo Stanton hits 26 home runs, which would put him on pace for 70 during a full-length season. Unfortunately, he was hurt and only hit four home runs in 76 at-bats. So, Giancarlo, I should have known, but here it is. Oh, he hit a fuck ton of them in, uh, in the postseason. So that that's yeah, that's something. That doesn't count. It's something. It's true. It's a what's a what's the term for what kind of victory? Moral. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right. Uh, my my next one was that some pitcher will finish with 15 wins. Didn't even come close. Darvish and Bieber tied for uh with eight, which is half. Of what was needed, so not even close. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a, a sign of or a, a consequence of not playing any games. Yeah, um, yeah. My number six, the extra innings rule change is so universally hated; it's agreed upon to be ch- changed by the owners before the end of the season. That did not happen, and the hate was not shared. Uh, amongst everyone else in baseball, so no change has occurred, or likely will. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. Alright, my next bull prediction was that three or more teams under 500 make the playoffs. Um, So in the American League, we had the Houston Astros make the playoffs at 483, so that was one. In the in the National League, we had the Milwaukee Brewers make the playoffs at 483. That's two. However, that was it. There were a couple of teams that were close. The Cincinnati Reds, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Miami Marlins were all sitting at 517, just uh just two games over 500. Um, but no no you know no one else actually there. So I'm going to give myself partial credit because two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf once told us. But um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good enough to get full credit here. No. Uh, my next one is Dustin May is statistically the best pitcher on the Dodgers by the end of the season. He was not. Uh, he definitely was not. Um, he had the third best ERA of 2.57 behind Clayton Kershaw's 2.16 and Tony Gonsolin's 2.31. He had the fourth most strikeouts with 44 behind Kershaw's 62, Gonsolin's 46, and Julio Arias's 45. Um, 
you know, any, any metric you look at, he wasn't the best. Um, so it's really, really hard to even find partial points here. Um, but, hey, that's the way it goes. That's lying. Um, all right, another what seemed like a bold prediction at the time, but certainly is not looking back. Um, the Blue Jays finished with a better record than the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, they finished eight full games better than the Red Sox. The Blue Jays made the playoffs, and the Red Sox were the worst, second worst, no, third, sorry, third worst team in the American League. Um, so, yeah, I take full credit for this. Yeah, you're going to take full credit? Full, I'll full credit. credit. I'll let you take full credit because full you earned credit. it. All right, next up for me. The Dodgers win more than 40 games, which would put them above a 108-win pace. They did that. They did well, that. they won 40 on the... No, that was the Rays that won 40 on the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers won 43. Dodgers won 43. Yeah. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. Dodgers, 7-17 win percentage, a full 40 points higher. Sorry, 400 points higher than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, you know. I realize that because everyone knows that the best team in baseball is going to be a lot better than the worst team in baseball, but goddamn, that is just so many. It, it's, it's a lot, that is for sure. Um, all right, that brings us to my next one, which is another winner, let me tell you. Uh, the <laughs> Marlins are not a bottom five team. Not only were they not a bottom five team, they also made the playoffs. Um, the Marlins' 517 win percent isn't like phenomenal, but I mean, the three out of four of their teams in the teams in the division finished below 500. And you know, I'm looking at a uh, three, five, eight teams, eight teams that finished worse than them, three other teams that finished with the same record as them. I mean, so depending on how you look at it, they're probably not even, in, and that's just in the National League. So they're not even bottom 10. So very, very happy with this prediction. As you should. As you should. Uh, I'm not quite as happy with my next prediction. Shohei Otani finishes the season with both the fastest pitch and the farthest hit home run and beats Trout for MVP. None of those things were even close. Um, even the easiest aspect of it, Trout winning MVP, didn't happen. Um, man, so high. Please come back healthy. Please come back healthy. Um, do you have any idea what the farthest hit home run was this year, by the way? Uh, 490 feet. Ooh, you were close. You didn't get it, but you were close. It was 495 feet. Oh! You know, I was fucking thinking that too, and I was like, "No, I don't think it was that far." It was, mm-hmm. um, it was Acuna, it was. right? It was Ronald Acuna. Yeah, on like September twenty fifth or some shit like that. Are you sure in, it was in September? End of the are year. You sure, you sure it was September twenty first? No. Do, Do you remember, remember the I love, love how off we were on that. Oh, so off. Just so out of sync. Somewhere but, all the members of Earth, Wind, and Fire are frowning upon us. Are you kidding me? Earth, Wind, and Fire? I don't think they're capable of being angry at anyone. I, I can't let go. to the fact that we're singing their song. I fucking love Earth, Wind, and Fire so goddamn much. I bumped them the whole way back from the, uh, the golf course after bumping them the whole way there and to and from yeah. work every day this week. I've listened to that. so much Earth, Wind, and Fire this past week. I'm so happy. Ugh. God, I love them. Anyway, um, all right, so this next one was a very controversial take, and it didn't come true, but it came really close. Um, this is my last one. Mike Trout does not finish top five in MVP voting. And this came really close. Uh, he finished fifth in MVP voting, which is the worst finish of his career. Um, so as crazy. Uh, well, yeah, that in of itself is fucking bananas. Um, but yeah, Mike Trout did finish top five, but by the skin of his teeth, so to so to speak. Um, so while this isn't 
you know, this one didn't come to fruition. Came damn near close to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but man, that Mike Trout is just another. Can we just like please talk about how fucking great he is to be having the worst statistical season of his career and still finish top five in MVP? I know, man. I know. Ugh, so Mike good. Trout, we are not worthy. Um, my I'm worthy. Prime, I'm sorry. I'm worthy. Yeah. You? Okay. Eh, no, I'm worthy. I fully understand that. Um, my 10th prediction, Mike Trout is exposed to COVID multiple times in close proximity, but he's so talented that his immune system kills it off and never gets sick. Mike Trout never got sick. That's a win. Somebody somewhere had to have had it. Somebody somewhere. Many people in MLB had it. Many people around California had it. Somebody somewhere was around Mike Trout at some point with COVID, and that man stayed healthy. This is a win. I'm taking it. I don't care. No, definitely a win. Definitely a win. Yeah, uh, for, for, for reference, because it's been a while since we talked about these, these predictions were not based in hope um, in regards to you know some of these people getting sick. It was, it was based on the direction in which the, the country was going as well as the MLB's overall ability to lead anything through any piece of paper. Um, MLB couldn't lead uh, a COVID response um, out of a paper bag. And by all measures, they were awful, awful. At managing um, uh, COVID nineteen, especially early on in the season, you know, people getting sick purely out of a complete lack of faith by MLB to do anything right. Yeah, yeah. Again, this was right. It, th- this was more of our just sheer skepticism. Of MLB doing anything, anything correct, especially when it comes to player safety, and not about actually wishing these players to get sick. So the fact that any of our COVID-based predictions did not come true is truly a, a something Corbin and I will would love to be wrong about every single time. So, 100%. 100%. Uh, do we have your secret mystery prediction as well? Yes. Number 11. Neither of us will get a single bold prediction correct because 2020 is too woke. I will say 2020 is far too woke. But we got a bunch right because we're geniuses. So yeah, we killed it. I will be happy to get wrong. You you did major damage in the awards part. I had a bunch of my bull predictions right. This was good. Yeah. Why do we insist that we're so dumb when we're clearly so smart? I, I I think we've because the first couple times we did this, oh, we were way off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were not pretty. I would love to go back and look at them after the pod. But I, I don't know if I want to because of how how certain I am that they are going to be whew, bad. Yeah, I don't I, I don't need to go down that road. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just gonna let that sit. We're gonna let that gonna pass, let that be past, man. <laughs> Ain't no need of me feeling sad today. Uh, well, we did play golf and we saw how that went, so there whew. is some reason to be sad. Let, let let me tell you, folks. There's nothing. There's nothing worse for somebody that already hates themselves than playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> you can't oh, blame God. the infield. You can't blame the pitcher. You can't blame the sun. You, you suck. Oh, that should be the motto for golf. You suck. Yeah. Practically is, but you know, officially, it's, it's just you. And a and a and a and a piece of metal out in the the open in in the great outdoors, trying to exercise your demons for a few hours, <laughs> taking out some frustration on a little polymer ball by hitting that, it as hard as you can. Which is what you shouldn't do, Corwin. Please stop doing that. It worked for me. It did not. It worked for what I needed to work for. You can't legal. You're legally not allowed to lie on the podcast. Our sponsors that, will be upset with is that a is that a thing? Uh, Can we confirm that? For now, it I, is. I may have to. I'm oh oh oh. Why? Uh, 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 
Oh no. Um that was a fun little bit I just did there. Happy to uh, <laughs> happy to have done it. <laughs> uh are uh, anything else to to go over? Uh, that, not that I have. Not that I really have. Oh, oh, I do want to I did I do want to I did want to talk about one other final thing um because we had mentioned it when talking about our bold predictions last week um our our mid-season bowl predictions for the NFL about how the Giants were playing the Eagles this week. And what would be crazy is if the Giants beat the Eagles and all of a sudden were in the running for the division with only three wins. The Giants beat the Eagles this week, and that brings the Eagles down t- from 3-4-1 and one to 3-5-1, and one, and the Giants up from 2-7 and seven to 3-7. and seven. And while the Eagles still lead the division, um, the Giants are kind of there now at three and seven. Yeah. What? I, I just, I need this to happen. I need a team with a truly historically awful, not bad. I don't want a team with like seven or six wins winning this division. I want the team with like three wins winning the division. I need this to happen. Because that would be one of the funniest things to happen in the history of football. I mean, for oh, real. So, my, my so oh. the, the, the NFC East standings, as as it sits right now, is the Eagles at three five and one with a three eighty nine win percent. The Giants at three and seven with a three hundred win percent, and then Washington and Dallas both tied two and seven with a two twenty two win percent. So. I, you know, I, I'm a little bit hazy on, on statistically speaking, how it would all match up. But if the Giants were to win next week and the Eagles were to lose, then the Giants should be sitting on top of their division again at what at that point would be four and seven. God. Yeah. I, I know we all hate watching terrible football, but I'd really love to see like the Steelers somehow finish with, uh, uh, the best record in the AFC getting the bye and having to have just that team match up with like the Chiefs in the first round and just get massacred. So, all right, so the Giants are actually off next week, but the Eagles are playing. The Eagles are playing the Browns. Give me the Browns. Right? Browns. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think I would take the Browns like hands down there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd favor the Eagles in any game outside of that division for the rest of the year. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but goddamn. Who do uh, you think the Eagles could confidently beat if any? Um Dallas, Jets? Washington, <laughs> the Jets, every any uh only the teams in the East. But like things get so crazy inside the division. I wouldn't count on it. I could then, totally see them just falling apart against them. All right, and so then get this: they do the it pretty Eagles much every game, other year. The Eagles' game next game after that is against the Seahawks. They're not winning that shit. Nope. The Giants' next game in Week Twelve is against um, fucking the the Bengals. And Bengals are an actual, actual football team, so I'll give them that absolutely. But that, but that's close. That yeah, the the Giants mm-hmm. actually could beat the Bengals, depending on how that shakes out. Um, man, this is literally going to come. This is dude. This season for the NFC East is going to be an actual horse race as to who can get to six wins because that is that's like the ceiling on wins for this goddamn division. That's crazy. And the best part is though, I don't think any of them want to win, or at least you know, I'm sure the players. And the ownership and everyone wants to win the division. You know that's a that's a feather you can put in your cap. But if I'm a fan, God, I don't want to win the division. No fucking way. Oh, Basically, man. it would immediately pull you outside of a top ten pick and force you to to pick in the twenties, the mid to twenties. Actually, let's uh, let's go to let's go to Tankathon and see how how it has everything shaking out right now. Because I'm not sure winning any games at this point would bring them out of a top ten pick because of how bad 
the whole uh, well, if you if you win the division and go to the playoffs, that's like it. You don't fit into the rest of the the standings anymore. You're right. You're right. I completely forgot about that. Uh, All right. So as it stands right now, Jets get the first overall pick at zero and nine. Jacksonville would take the second overall pick at one and eight. And then Dallas would t- would take third at two and seven. Washington would be thir- fourth at two and seven. Um, Miami via Houston would be the fifth overall pick at two and seven. Uh, the Chargers would take sixth at two and six. And then the Giants' three and seven record has them picking seventh. Holy shit! So the Eagles, as because as Corwin said, they are leading the division right now. At three five and one with a three eight and nine win percent, the Eagles would pick nineteenth. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no, you're right. None of them. If I'm a fan, I want my least favorite team to win the division in that league. Holy shit! <laughs> Seriously, you like, if you're a Giants, the playoffs, yeah, yeah get decimated, and then lose out on any player that would make a major difference for their team moving forward. Yeah, seriously. If I'm a Giants fan, I want at my whoever my least favorite team is between the uh, between Washington, the Cowboys, and the Eagles to win the division so that they get the worst pick. Because wow, wow, that's fucking nuts! Wow. God damn, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Um, all right. Then now I have nothing else to say. Uh, I also have nothing else to say. All right. Well, this is a this is a nice tight one, which I think. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. All good. All right. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Juicing Pod. You want to hit us up on Gmail? You can do so at Juicing the Numbers at Gmail um, And until Thursday, y'all have a good one.